What is up, quality people? Hey, it's profitable. Hey, we got the new Gilly. God is always with you. We're gonna have some fun today. Have another profitable conversation. I'm flying solo today. You already know what it is. Everybody Break out there, the because we are on a mission to spread practical religion. Guys, today it's anointed or disappointed, and the key to this whole live that we're about to do is exploring if people are truly anointed or if they're actually disappointed or if you yourself are anointed or if you are disappointed. And so we are going to get after it. Um, let's acknowledge some of the quality people in the building, if we even have any quality people here. I know we're doing this at an odd time. So we have Kenya McIntosh saying, like for the, like algorithm. For the algorithm. That's right. She is a... Not gooey, gooey. That's not what that means. It's it's gooey, gooey. Means God is always with you. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. So um, you saw the title: anointed versus disappointed, or or disappointed. And we're going to be going over something. The first thing that I want to get into today is the gospel. So I'm going on an interesting journey where I am exploring um, exactly, um, I'm reading all the books of the gospel because I'm trying to get back to the heart of our faith, of my faith, of what I proclaim to believe in. And so my first thing is, if Christ is our goal and the authority we must continually grow in our understanding of Jesus who embodied Christ. And so I'm over the next 30 days, I'll be reading through all the Gospels so I can get a fuller understanding of who Christ is so that I then can embody more of who he is. He becomes more of me. And that way, when I'm looking through the Bible, I can see, okay, this is, um, this is how this all leads into Christ. This is of Christ. This is what God is striving us to do. Or this person is, you know, in error in this way, whether it's somebody you're reading in the Old Testament, uh, because the prophets were great, but the prophets weren't the Messiah. The prophets didn't have the title of Christ. And we're going to get into the title. Um, and we're going to get into just about like your, your favorite preachers, teachers, whether they're actually anointed or whether they're disappointed, and what that means for you as a believer and your walk with Christ. Second thing I got as it refers to gospel is word became flesh showed us how to conquer human nature and i think that is a big win for us um, in john 1 it talks about the word becoming flesh so that we can conquer human nature it's the way to the father it's the way to god to explore the mind of god and we conquer human flesh and that is expressed with like the fruits of the spirit is expressed in love is expressed in self-control is expressed in our discipline and how we do things and whether we're disciplined in the right areas and it also is expressed by our um, ambition to strive for excellence and so a lot of people will think Oh, I'm a Christian. Jesus got it figured out. I just sit back and just reap the benefits of heaven. And it's like, no, heaven is this great thing. Um, and none of us are sanctified fully to actually even 
experience that heaven in a sense. Um, not that I'm not saying that if you don't have faith that you won't go to heaven, but to experience, you know, like the kingdom now, uh, heaven on earth, um, it, it it really requires that we are actively participating in becoming sanctified um, and becoming more like the Word, becoming more like Jesus. And so um, we're going to get into our next topic, which is not the gospel. We, are, we just did the gospel. We're going to do the anointed. And so as part of the anointed, uh, we're going to be exploring exactly what anointed means. Because you hear this all the time in churches. Oh, he's got the anointing. Um, like, let the anointed flow, all of that good stuff. And I'm like, uh, what does that actually mean? Like, I, I thought anointed was like some extra spiritual thing. But here at Quality, we are all about practical religion. And so we are going to break down exactly what anointed means. And um, But here's one of the important points. To be anointed is the most honorable title, and we must be vigilant in who we anoint. And that is a very important point because... Just because somebody is anointed doesn't mean, or by us, that we anoint somebody, doesn't mean that they are anointed by God. And this is what I mean by that. We're going to go to Etymaline, and let me pull that up here. And we're going to look at the, what Christ means. So Christ means the anointed. It's synonymous with the translation to Greek, Hebrew, Messiah. So Christ and Messiah are actually the same word. Uh, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, Chris, like the title Christ and the title Messiah is the same word. Uh, Christ comes from Christos, which is Greek, and Messiah comes from Mishu, I believe, which is, or, or it's, the Hebrew is Messiah, Messiah, I, I probably botched that, um, which translates into Messiah. And so when you say Jesus is the Messiah, or you say Jesus Christ or is the Christ, you're actually saying that he is the anointed one. He is the chosen one by God to rep or to be the way, to be the way to the Father. And John earlier in that chapter says he is of the same essence of the Father. He's like made up of the 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 same spirit in a sense. Uh well not in a sense. He is the same spirit as the Father. And so it is important that we understand what anointed actually means. Um, and also I wanted to, I saw Christ-like when I was looking this up, and so I wanted to point this out really quickly as well. It says, um, Christ-like is the characteristics of or resembling Jesus. Um, and I think that is a really crucial thing to hone in on too, because when we say that we're trying to be Christ-like, that means we're actually trying to take on this embodiment of what the Messiah is supposed to be. We're being shaped more and more like Jesus to our very core. And so let's get back into our points here. Um, my second point is to anoint someone means you are symbolizing this person um, and setting them apart or chosen 
uh, to show the way of Christ. And so when we anoint people, pastors, um, whether it's like your pastor, whether it's just somebody else in ministry, whether it's a celebrity, whether it is, you know, an athlete, when we are anointing people, then we are saying, hey, you're, you are somebody that we are choosing because we believe that you are chosen by God to show us the way to God. And if they aren't resembling or chasing after Christ, then that is a bad leader. That is somebody that you don't want to be uh, following as far as like your spiritual walk to explore God. Um, and so that's why you see in like First Timothy uh, or Second Timothy, uh, one of the books of Timothy, where it gives the requirements for the elders, they were writing to say, hey, like if these people are supposed to be leading us in the way, uh, in a Christ-like manner, then they ought to be of good character. They ought to have self-control. Um, and in those days, it was very important for their leaders to be married because that was kind of a religious custom. Um, today, In today's time, I'm not so sure that may still apply where the pastor of a church has to be married, but they still need to be of good character and they still need to be chasing after the word and be in the word as well. All right, let's get on to following Christ. And this is a fun one because let me get my stuff pulled up for this. This is a fun one because what does it actually mean to follow Christ? So we know that he is the anointed one and we know how we should be following, you know, our leaders in our time now. They should be resembling Christ. But how do us, ourselves, when we're not looking to people in our communities to follow, how do we just follow Christ in our, you know, in our secret place when we're by ourselves? And that's what we're about to touch on right now. And so this is what I have come up with. So uh, let me get to my next point. All right, following Christ here. To follow Christ is to seek the way, the truth, and the life. And I often go back to the way, the truth, and the life where Jesus is saying, hey, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And what he's meaning by that is you have to um, sacrifice, voluntarily become you know, the word. And when you become the word, you're becoming more and more like the essence of me who is the essence of the Father, who is the essence of God. And so that is how the way to the Father is through Christ, because we are actively becoming more and more like Christ. And we know Christ means anointed one. And so, again, the people that we choose to be our leaders, the people that we choose to um, shepherd over us, they need to also, you know, be, you know, at least headed in the direction of becoming more and more like Christ, and they need to be of good character, and they need to be true disciples. And we went over that in our live yesterday. You're going to want to check that out uh, because we broke down what exactly it means to be a disciple of Christ. And Christ says, they will know me. Um, just hit mute or something. Got a call there. There we go. All right. And uh, Christ says, they will know you. 
Just, just, just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> you're good. Christ says that they will know you're uh, my disciple by the way that you love one another. And so, if people aren't operating in love, if they're constantly, you know, spewing hate, if they're constantly condemning other Christians or other people, then they're not actively being, you know, a disciple of Christ. They're actually doing the opposite, um, and they need to check their actual intentions. But that's not to say if you do condemn somebody one time that you should just eliminate them from your life. People can make mistakes. Uh, we all fall short of the glory of God. But in a loving manner, say, hey, like, I don't like how you went about this. And if they show a repentant heart, which means they kind of see the error of their ways, then it's like, okay, this is somebody who's actively pursuing, you know, the word, pursuing Christ, and you can choose to stay up under them or choose to continue engaging in whatever relationship uh, that you are in. All right, so following Christ. So we already went over to follow Christ is to seek the way, the truth, and the life. Um, my next point is become more like Christ, or to become more like Christ means to embody the anointed. And that is a big point because that's the, that's the whole goal is to become one with God. And like I said, the way to the Father is through Christ. And so that goes all the way back to why I am reading the Gospels because I want to deeply understand who Jesus was, how he moved, because every time you read the Gospels, even if you read them multiple times, front to back, you will get something new on, or a new insight on how Jesus conducted himself, on exactly what he meant by this. Um, also, you have to look into the cultural context of the day, and as a result, you will be able to you know, follow Christ in the best manner possible. And so um, a Bible verse that I wanted to pull up is Romans 12, 2, um, and that reads, Do not be conformed to the present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is good, and what is pleasing and perfect. And I think that expresses exactly how to follow Christ. It's like, yeah, um, we have to become more like the anointed and be and to do so we have to and to do so we have to renew our minds daily we have to constantly you know be in the word again that's why i'm reading the gospels over again to understand exactly how christ moved so that we can follow him um in the best way that we can and so that goes from your reading Every day that goes from uh, the people that you choose to associate with, uh, whether it's your friends, even the family members that you associate with, and also the leadership that you submit yourself under as far as church or even 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 work that, that can extend to work in every other area of your life. All right. So, guys, um, the last thing that we are going to do is a profitable breakdown. So let's get into that. All right. So some of y'all know, some of y'all do not know that I make music and I have, uh, I made a beat for the first time in a long time this past week. And it's 
the the song I've written the song I haven't recorded it and the beat's pretty rough like raw as far as like it's unfinished but uh, when I was writing this song I was like man this is good it's called holy and it's about uh, it's mainly about men becoming more holy because that's kind of the theme of the project that I'm working on not that I don't want women to be holy I want everybody to strive for holiness and to strive to become more like Christ but I'm a man and I'm the project is speaking from a man's perspective so it's only natural that I'm you know aiming to impact men because that's the perspective that I live in every single day and so um, I had a couple of uh, bars that I wanted to break down for, uh, for you guys on today uh, because I thought that they were good and they kind of tied into what we were talking about, whether it was anointed or whether it was, you know, whether you're becoming anointed or becoming a disappointment. All right, so here is, let's break it down. So, All right, so the first one is, you want signs and wonders. Instead of going through the process, God will bring the thunder because that woman's not an object. And so a lot of guys will say, man, like, why are you coming at guys? Don't you, shouldn't you hold women accountable? That's like a manosphere talking point, a red pill talking point. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a dude. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to hold us accountable first. Uh, not that women don't need to be held accountable, uh, but... If male leadership is good, then I think that um, a lot of times everything else will fall into place accordingly. But let's break down the first part. You want signs and wonders instead of going through the process. That is what a big theme of what we did last week. So if you haven't watched any of our videos from last week, whether it was the Profitable Conversations or any of the quality pods that we did, we really honed in on the difference in wanting signs and wonders uh, which is like the super spiritual sides of things, or just so being so, you know, consumed with knowing everything about God that you fall into these systematic ideologies, which is, again, you're not going to be able to explore the depths of God. So everybody kind of wants to have it all figured out instead of going through the process of continually exploring God to the fullest until, you know, you perish from this earth. And then, so that's, that's, the first part of that verse. The second part is God will bring the thunder because that woman's not an object. And a lot of guys are going to be like, but I don't care. I don't care. God is with you. God is with me. So, um, but basically it's saying like God has put like the ways of God um, are set in place to where like if you treat things like objects you are going to eventually reap what you sow and so it's it's not even so much about treating women as objects it's about treating anything as purely an object and not appreciating the beauty of the things in this world whether they are objects or not um just simply just using things just to use them um and not appreciating them not being grateful for the things around you I think is a big reason why uh, our society is in a spiritual death and we're not spiritually alive and vibrant is because we're not truly grateful for anything. We take a lot of things for granted. And so this, the, the second part of this verse is less about 
treating women as objects, which I think as men, a lot of um, a lot of our mindset is geared towards just treating women as objects. But we should be appreciating, you know, everything, especially women, because those are the people that we have to walk together in partnership, hopefully, um, by getting married. And so that is that part of the verse. I have one more bar that I want to break down for you. And that bar is uh, later on in this same verse. This is all from verse one. It says, the Alpha Omega is the only one. It's like the Alpha Omega, the only one can save you. Word became flesh, showed us how to conquer human nature. And that wraps back to the beginning. Are you anointed or are you a disappointment? And you can truly see if you're anointed, if you are actively following the word, following the logos, following Jesus, and actively working to conquer your human nature, because we are more than, you know, this nature that we, or this, uh, this reality that we see. I mean, there's, there is a reality beyond our reality, and that is what we are trying to explore, um, looking through the lens of this reality. And that's what Jesus understood, that there was a lot more to this because he was so he was one with the father he was like there's a lot more to this than what meets the eye like literally y'all are so consumed by what you see but there's a lot more to be discovered uh there's a lot more wonders of the world there's a lot more things greater works to be done and greater works um have been done since Jesus we've discovered a lot since his time but he showed us the process of how to go about discovering this and the mindset and the spirit in the spirit that we should have as we go about these things so that we don't corrupt the world. Because with all these new uh, discoveries and these new things that we find, it could be used for good, but it could also be used for evil as well. Because you got to think, like AI, for example, AI is, is really cool, but it's also really scary because in the wrong hands, it could be used for, you know, very evil things. But it could also be used in very po- in a very positive manner when it comes to, you know, helping human productivity. And so Jesus shows us the process of how to best utilize things. We, we should utilize it in love, um, in good faith with kindness, with patience, with gentleness, and all the characteristics that um, he shows us and exemplifies through his word. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a profitable conversation. Are you anointed or are you a disappointment? If you're a disappointment, there is hope. That hope is in Christ. So I hope that you listen to this this uh my spill today my conversation and that you you know turn from your ways and you start following the ways of Christ recognizing that he died so that we can live and we don't have to stay spiritually dead so yeah we will be right back if you are in the live chat i'll be answering your comments and your questions and we are going to continue this conversation in just a second Gary. There's a difference between loneliness and being alone. Ooh. 
please tell us why you decided to well why is this your point like mm -hmm. what are you thinking yeah so i was watching the video it kind of brought me back to when i felt lonely and there was a point where um i'll get into like my story a little bit later but there was a point where i was like okay I'm on my walk with Jesus, I'm on my walk with God. I'm kind of studying like loneliness, being alone kind of thing. And I learned that loneliness is more of an emotion, whereas being alone is like your setting is, it's it's where you are currently. Like if you're like alone in your apartment right. or something. It's something that you're doing in the present. Yes. Yeah. So, and I learned like God works through you when you're alone like when you're alone god has the opportunity right. to honestly do whatever because you're you have no yeah. distractions you have nothing that can hinder that interaction right there it's so like that's that's their secret place yes yes yeah so that's my big takeaway is i think if people understood that there is beauty in being alone but understand you have to be purposeful in that in that moment alone too. Amen. To that, so you had a Bible verse as well. Yes. And it was Isaiah forty-one ten. Yeah. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I chose that one because, I mean, I feel like it's the opposite of what loneliness feels like. Like you feel like you're well, obviously alone. You feel like no one understands you. You feel like you're kind of weak. Right. And I think that Bible verse, like the opposite, it's hopeful. It it shows how having God in your life mm -hmm. can turn those things around. Religious is the religious bow to their idols propositions and so this is something that i see a lot um, in our society where people get so obsessed with their favorite bible teachers it's like oh no like you can't go wrong with this person or i only study this person or i follow this person because of what they can do in my life and that's sometimes dangerous because then you get into a habit of just accepting what that person is giving you or what that Bible teacher is giving you rather than actually going through the process of critically thinking about texts for yourselves and analyzing what exactly it means and how it can apply best in your life because we we are all you know walking um, a different journey in a sense because we're all different people that doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want right we still live according to the values that were set before us but that does mean that we we do strive for God in everything that we do and yeah we just we just look to God God is with you. This is a profitable conversation. Thank you, everybody, uh, for you know tuning in today. I saw May Day in the building. Also, shout out to my lovely girlfriend Kenya McIntosh. She is producing.
the segment today. She's in the producer's chair. She's been doing all the camera cuts and different things like that. So shout out to her. And I am very grateful that she joined. Let's get into some quality conver or comments to push this quality conversation. What is your etymology? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Etymology is like how words are broken down. So I use etymaline um, to... Um, it's, a, it's a really cool app. I'm sorry. We need to um, get into the mic. So, hold on. Let me see that. So I'm pulling up the definition of etymology really fast. All right, so etymology simply means, uh, let me show you here. Etymology means the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. And so when I'm showing you etymoline, which I have pulled up down here, um, this is just showing you, this is how it originated, its original context. And then like, for instance, Christ now is actually more associated with like, Jesus Christ in a in a more of like a proper name sense rather than Christ as a singular title because we have bestowed that title onto Jesus Christ and so it is part of his name in a proper sense but Christ or Messiah was actually a title uh, that the Jewish um, people were looking to have you know fulfilled essentially and so. Christ is an important title, like we just discussed, because it is essentially amounts to being king of kings and lord of lords, because you are exploring, you're not just king over a kingdom of people, over a kingdom of earth, but you're actually king over, you know, what is beyond, you know, this reality. You're, you're king over the, the logos. So, yeah, thank you. Great question there. All right, let's get into another comment. There we go. Mayday. Shout out to Mayday. Big up in the building. Etymology is the study of a word or your origins. Exactly. And it's, it's important to understand where words have come from and how they've evolved over time. Uh, because if you don't, then you won't have an accurate view of whatever it is you're studying, and in this case, um, the Bible. So there's a, there's a lot of things and that have changed uh, my view and how I look at Christ and how I look at, you know, my Christian walk over the last, definitely over the last year, uh, but especially over the last couple of months because I have been more etymological, I guess, in a sense. So yeah, shout out to Mayday. Thank you for tuning in. All right, what else we have there? Also, what are your favorite resources to study the Bible? So right now, uh, my favorite resource is always just the Bible, um, but the specific translations that I have been studying lately uh, is the New English Translation. One, because they have a lot of footnotes that allow you, or that basically tell you exactly why they chose the wording that they did as far as their translation. So they'll say, okay, this is what the Greek says, or this is what the Hebrew says. And 
they're trying to stay, you know, true and literal to the text. And so they'll say, this is why we chose to do it this way, because um, a lot of times there was different writings, basically. They compiled a lot of different scriptures of the same writings, and um, they had to, you know, take, all right, what this said from this uh, writing and from, or this version of John. So basically there was different versions of different scriptures because everybody had to handwrite everything. And so one scribe would have copied like the book of John over here. Another scribe would have copied the book of John over here. And so what scholars did to get the versions that are in your Bible were compare the two and see, you know, everywhere where it overlapped. Sometimes there would be, you know, maybe a word missing here or there too. Uh, but the Bible and has hasn't been the Bible's been, you know, copied and translated more than any other ancient text. And so it's the most reliable document of any ancient text, more than um what's the Homer's, the Odyssey or the Crucible or any of that that have only been, you know, rewritten a handful of times. The Bible, a lot especially the gospels, they've been rewritten over and over and over again. And so the accuracy of the text is very accurate. And so I've been trying to get back into what are the, you know, the more literal translations of the Bible um, or the more true to how we view the world today. So as, as far as like, so another version that I read is the New Revised Standard Version, which is um, a lot of scholars like to read that because it puts it translates what the original text says into our modern language rather than um, in a, in a, and in a way that we can understand it in our cultural context rather than it just being super literal and to where you might take something out of context because it meant something different to them back in the day. And so, yeah, I would say my favorite resources are you know, different Bible versions and kind of comparing and contrasting. And like I was just talking to Kenya earlier today and she said that, um, oh, because we were, we were listening to a video and she was like, uh, this the YouTuber basically said, some things only come through prayer and fasting. And she was like, what, what did you say, Kenya? Oh, yeah. She said, did you know that that verse only basically said prayer, essentially, in, what was it, the, in some other translation? But in the King James, it says prayer and fasting. And so then I looked at it in the New English translation, and verse 21 of, what is that, Matthew? Matthew seventeen twenty-one isn't even in the New English translation. So uh, that's kind of evidence that another scribe, or actually not another scribe, in the King James Version, they basically just added that verse in there, um, which is not to say that um, that verse 21 is false. It's just not true to the original document, in a sense. So um, those are just things that you have to be wary of and you have to be careful about. Now, I will say there are, there are such things that only come through prayer and fasting. So I wouldn't say that that's not a godly statement or it's not a true statement, um, but it just wasn't intended to be translated um, by the original author of John.
All right, Blue Letter Bible is useful, has commentaries and dictionaries. Yeah, uh, Blue Letter Bible is really good. I know of uh, a lot of YouTubers that use it. Um, I've I haven't used it as much um, just because I just I just haven't used it to be honest. I know about it, uh, but I haven't um, used it. Maybe I should look into that because I think they have um, Greek the the Greek trans like you can put the greek the actual greek and hebrew beside what you're actually reading and go side by side i believe as well so yeah big up there mayday all right is the lag on my end or yours i believe it's on our end um we're trying to we've been working through that the last the basically this week so we're trying to figure that out but yeah, uh, it looks like because my, my stream health right now keeps going from red to yellow, red to yellow. And so I'm just going to have to either, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I might have to get a very long, because it's, it's hooked up into a, my PC is hooked up into an extender because my my router is over here. But then my Wi-Fi extender is over there. And I'm not sure if it's uh, transferring the data at a high enough bit rate to where I can stream and have it, you know, as smooth as possible. Because I have really fast internet. But where they put the internet and where my computer setup is, is a little far, too far away to extend the ethernet cables that I have. So that is, we're, we're, we're going to try to have that figured out by next week. But speaking of next week, Monday. Listen, guys, Monday, 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 before we get into any more comments, Monday, we're going to have a special guest on Profitable Conversations. Her name is Miracle Stillman. Uh, she's been a good friend of mine. Jeez, how do you have this? <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, I was like way too far in the in the corner or something like that. That was weird. Um yeah, but Miracle Stillman, I grew up with her uh, in church. We've done a lot of different projects together with uh, the youth ministry because I used to do a lot of spoken words. Uh, she used to write, you know, plays, and we did a. She wrote a play called "God's Not Dead," kind of after the movie, kind of emulated that a little bit. And I wrote a lot of the spoken words and did some of the production that was within that. And we this was when we were in high school. So we've been working together. Uh, we've been good friends for a while. And she has a really cool mind. She is a storyteller and a writer now. And so she's going to have a very interesting perspective on walking with Christ because she's been doing it for a long time. She has a faithful family, but she's also not just like a... I go to the Bible for this. She's a she's very creative, so you will get a very creative outlook on things after the conversation on Monday. So, of course, you're going to want to be here. It's going to start at 7 p.m. on Monday. So, yeah, be here. Get your comments ready. Get your questions ready because we will be answering them as long as they keep coming in. All right. Is there any more comments, Kenya? All right. It looks like that is it. Oh, there's more comments? I thought you shook your head no. Okay. All right. It's because of the newer translations after the King James 
came from a different Greek text that is supposedly older, but isn't true to the other texts. Yeah, so the newer translations. Oh, yeah, so they found like the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, Mayday, um, that were preserved like in a cage. I'm not 100% well-versed on them, but basically they found them and there is scholars believe that there's sufficient evidence that they're a lot older than the texts that were originally copied from the Dead Sea Scrolls. But it was also a very common practice for scribes to make corrections to um, the different versions. Like if they had a version of John in front of them, um, they may scratch out something to revise the text a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, but in general, I think, um, though that, well, that's also why I like looking at different versions of the text to see the, the fullest picture of what the text is actually trying to convey as well. And so I seek that. I also look at, you know, what scholars are saying. I look at, you know, what preachers are saying that may not be in academia. Um, and I listen to everyday people because we all have interesting insight on, you know, the mind of God. It's G-I-W-Y I literally So this is Jesus Yesterday I literally Was uh, performing my song to her The holy song And in the bridge It has the GIWI acronym Which is G-I-W-Y and I literally say G-I-W-Y, that is what we live by, stands for God is with you, even in the dark times. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what's going on right now. You okay over there? Ansadu <laughs> says, sorry for the delay. My computer, I think, died uh, or did an update last night. Oh, it's all good. It is all good. Actually, my computer had an update last night too, so... I I know exactly what you were going through on Cindy, but we are glad that you are here. Quality's number one biggest fan on Cindy from the DMV. So yeah, um, we will. Any more comments? We'll we'll give them the last one. Okay, we'll we'll let uh, we'll give on Cindy a a chance to do some comments because I know there's a little bit of a lag, um, but. Mayday says, I prefer to use both and not get into the battle of which Greek text is correct. There was some shady stuff some of the Greek compilers did with some of the translations. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. So I, I don't really, I, I will look at like the different perspectives of, okay, this versus that. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to read the text and kind of understand this is what this text is saying. And, or this is not what this text is saying. And so that goes back to our whole thing about being quality people, um, chasing after God and seeking God for yourself and not relying on, okay, this person said that this is correct and these per- people are saying that this is correct. It's like, okay, y'all can, y'all can argue all you want to, but y'all are both trying to um, impose your superiority on the other person rather than you know, seeking God for the benefit of the whole community. Like, we just need to have a conversation um, 
if there is some confusion or some dispute on what is the best way to move forward, you know, as as a church, as a group, as a community, rather than saying I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, which is a big problem with the political system now and why it's like eating at a dinner table can be so divisive in 2023, which is just is it's wild and it's crazy. Because there's there, there's nothing unifying us. It's like everybody is trying to have their own individual ideology be correct rather than um um what a, what is the pledge of allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag. One nation under God. Um, and when you have one nation under God, then it's there's like a central ethos that everybody is living for that unifies us. So even if you disagree, like the founding fathers disagreed a lot. Like if you go back and look, the founding fathers didn't always agree on different or didn't always agree on the way to handle things, and that's evidenced by how many compromises there were, um, like when the nation was being built. But the fact that there were compromises were evidence that they were able to work out their disagreements and come to some sort of resolution that can benefit the greatest amount of people for that time. And that's just something that just doesn't happen nowadays. It's like, it's my way or the highway. And I think that's... Buns. But yeah, we will uh, give you all a chance to send in your last couple comments before we get on out of here. This has been fruitful. This has been edifying to my spirit. Thank you, Mayday, for joining in. It's always great. I always love your insight uh, when, you, uh, when you can. Please try to be here on Monday for Miracle um, if you're not working. I know you're probably a couple hours behind because uh, where she uh you're in south dakota right so is that is that two hours behind so let me know we might push it back to like 7 30 if we can because i want to make sure you're on for it's three hours behind oh so you're in pacific Ooh, yeah let me know if you'll be able to make make that because it's two well, Kenya's giving me all sorts of different numbers. It's throwing me off. It's throwing me off. All right. So Aunt Cindy says, have you tried an internet booster? I have that for my alarm system to boost the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So that's what I have. But I guess it's been acting up. And I even reset it right before the stream. And uh, yeah, nothing. So what I may do is my router isn't extremely far away from my computer. So I might just... Okay, my router isn't extremely far away from my computer, so I might just get an HD, or not an HDMI, an Ethernet cable that's long enough to reach from where it is to my computer because it's, it's not extremely far away. All right, what else we got? Gateway Bible has a lot of stuff online for resources. Yeah, so uh, if you go back and... Look, we were using, um, yeah, BibleGateway.com for our Bible verses. Yeah, so I even have the last thing up here on Cindy, the last one of the last verses that we did. Or no, this is a new verse, but yeah, that's what we, that's what we, that's what I use when we're not putting the Bible verses into the comments because it's easy to you know, just go to a different verse if I think of a different verse or whatnot. So yes, shout out to you on Cindy. Thank you for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, North Dakota is Central Standard Time Zone, one hour. Oh, it's only one hour. Okay. So, yes, 
please be here. So it'll be 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. your time, Michael, on Monday. Um, we're going to have a special guest that I think that you will like, and I'm sure you'll have some good insight on some of the things that she says, um, whether you agree with some some of the things she says or not. But we're going to have some profitable conversations and try to be try to edify everybody who is joining us that day. So thank you guys for joining in. This has been a profitable conversation on the Quality Life YouTube channel. Again, uh, we want to remind you, we are uh, posting videos every single day, So, and they're clips and segments of our lives that we, um, that we produce uh, Monday through Friday. So if you miss a day, you can always go back to our videos and watch the shorter versions of the live streams. But yeah, we will see you Monday at 7 p.m. for a special edition of Profitable Conversations, and then we will have a quality pod uh, going on the rest of the week. And next week, we're starting the Faith and Beyond podcast with Kenya So on Friday, and she will have a special live guest. So we have a big week for the quality life next week that you're not going to want to miss. But until then, make sure that you stay blessed, and we'll see you next